0: the timeout's over now more behind the web live from glory days grill in the Glen eagle shopping center on 1061 espn and the spiders sports network
1: again it's jones looking to turn right and he gets smothered the defensive end jeremiah grant with a big old bear hug on him and drops him for a loss back at the 10 yard line yeah we talked about the spiders we're going to have any chance it's going to be these defensive ends we have to have a great game jeremiah grant wins wins right off the ball he wins right now and secures the tackle of Jones and right now Jeremiah Grant joins us on behind the web welcome back everyone to glory days grill along with head coach Russ Huseman and Matt McAllister I'm Bob Black we've been joined up here at the head table by that spider defensive end whose play-by-play highlight you just heard Jeremiah Grant Hello, young man. How are you? Welcome. I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Love to have you with us today. When you make a play like that that we just heard, what was the feeling for you, Seth? I mean, you're making your first start. It's at Virginia, big-time atmosphere, and you're getting in the backfield. Uh
2: just I get happy from me and my my defense. Is just uh, we work all week on practice and uh, how we see, like, uh, which uh, formation we're going to get uh, by the personnel, and then defense called by Coach Wood, and then— Just make the play after we get the defensive play call. Make
1: it sound so easy. (laughs) What was your emotional feeling going into that game? I mean,
2: as we said, season opener at Virginia, all
1: of that stuff.
2: Just a a little nervous since it's my first game starting, but nothing I haven't uh, prepared for. Is that something –
3: uh, as the game went on you got more comfortable it seemed like you definitely in that second half you seemed to be more fluid and were able to make some more plays is that something you felt yourself in that second half
2: yeah I felt more confidence uh by playing from and it was also hot but you also got to push through that but uh after uh, in the halftime talking to coach and going through adjustments it just makes it easier uh, after that
3: last year you know you played with darius reynolds and kobe turner talk about what they meant to you and how they helped you grow as a player
2: so kobe turner everybody knows him he was uh (laughs) he was my official visit person when i came here on my official so i knew him and every time i had a question like i'll go to him uh straight away but i really didn't see him uh, a lot because he's not my position but darius was really the one that really taught me uh like what to do on like each play and like what technique i should use uh off the block i get so darius and kobe really like helped me mentored me to get where i'm at right now
1: do you uh stay in touch with those guys and
2: particularly kobe who
1: obviously is is still playing down there at wake
2: Uh, i haven't talked to kobe recently but i actually went to me uh darius and marlon had a little dinner actually like last week so yeah me and Darius usually and caleb usually keep keep in touch
1: that's great. They continue to, to mentor you even yeah. after once a spider, always a spider, as we like to say. Russ, uh, uh, Jeremiah talked a little bit about his recruiting visit. We love to get the backstory of the recruitment process and hear from uh, both the player and the coach on that. Can you take us back to what you guys liked and saw in the recruitment of, of Jeremiah Grant?
0: Well, I mean, we, we thought he was a tremendous prospect, no question about that. He, he was explosive, could run. Um had a little bit of baby fat on him that we tried to get rid of um but he he, he was actually i and correct me if i am but you were pretty heavily recruited i mean he probably had how many 14 15 16 17, 17 scholarship offers wow. and uh his mom made him come to richmond <laughs> and you, you think i'm kidding you she's the best in the world such she a is. sweet sweet person um and and man, she's she's so good and loves him obviously, and felt like what he can do and get at University of Richmond was really good. So and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I got a feeling we were going to lose you until your mom said, "Nah, you're going to you're going to <laughs> Richmond." <laughs> All right, well, fill us in on that. Uh, is that fairly
2: accurate? And that, what eventually convinced you
1: to come to Richmond?
2: That is fairly accurate. There's, there's a lot of things going into the recruiting process, uh, coaching the. Uh, The campus, academics, and just Richmond is a really good academic school. So it's just like that had to be one of my top three choices. Like so, going through looking at academics and talking to Kobe, and then uh, a couple of players already uh, committed hit me up and wanted me to come here. So it was like it just felt like a family before I even came here. So that's what really made me commit. You know,
1: we always say when you get the mom on campus, Absolutely. you got a pretty good shot of getting the student athlete because yeah. the moms all fall in love with the. Rich She's student. the best too. <laughs> I love her. Yep, <laughs> biggest fan,
3: huh? Yeah. yeah. Jeremiah, on that on that defensive line now, it's there's so many guys that are young and have, didn't have a lot of experience. I mean, you've that was your 15th game, first start. But when you look next to you, you had two guys Damn. that were rotating yeah. that hadn't played a snap. Just talk about. Uh, how you were able to encamp to kind of get that camaraderie with those defensive tackles. Obviously, Ray's played a lot, mm-hmm. but, you know, either uh, Matei or uh, Carson haven't played a whole lot. So just talk about how you're able to encamp, you know, get that camaraderie with them.
2: i say the biggest thing is just you got to have confidence. Like, if you don't have confidence, you're not going to believe in yourself. So uh, it's just uh, we always tell each other, like, just if you mess up, just scratch that. You know you messed up. You know what you did wrong. Just fix that. And then just get better and then if you once you realize uh like how like you're good and then you can make plays, it's just that's all you really need to yeah. <laughs> Hey, let me uh let me go back to camp for a minute. Let
1: me ask kind of the hardball question here, all right? Because in talking to Coach Usman and Coach Wood, early in camp, we kept hearing we gotta get Jeremiah going. We gotta get Jeremiah Grant going. And then by the last week of camp, the coach was like, We got Jeremiah going. What was the camp process like for you this year from the time you got back to first game at UVA? It's
2: just camp is hard. And like overall, because we have the whole day, we're just packed and busy. We have breakfast in the morning, then we have pr- practice me- or meetings and practice meetings, me- more meetings. So it's just like hard to start off. But once you get in a rotation, it's like it's smooth sailing from there once you start getting in and doing everything.
1: What did you see there, Russ, from the beginning of camp to you know the first game where where Jeremiah performed so well?
0: Uh, he was kind of a knucklehead when he got to camp here, and he probably that's the answer that too. I was looking for. Um. <laughs> But you could see him, you know, kind of. I think he was trying to. He was getting himself back into condition. Um, Now this this dude here is an explosive player. Uh, People don't realize about him. He's explosive. He can do everything we want him to do. He can be a dominant defensive end uh, in this league. No question about that. Um, But you know, it's always been kind of all right. let, Let. It seems like we're always trying to get him back into shape. I think he like, like I'm looking at your drink over there. What is that? Uh, strawberry lemonade. <laughs> strawberry lemonade. You should be drinking water over there. Um, Although so, strawberry lemonade sounds fresh you know, refreshing. Get it. yeah, yeah, it's we, healthy, Russ. has got strawberry got in it. it. I couldn't, I
2: couldn't we gotta no. get,
0: we got to get Brinks always, to, uh, you got to eat this, you got to eat this, you got to eat this. But uh, great kid. We love having him. He's a, he, he, I think he, the sky's the limit for him. And, uh, you know, he should. If he plays like he's capable, you know, I can see him as a 10-sack guy this year, 8- to 10-sack guy. He should be. But – He's got to play hard every snap, which he did at Virginia, played really, really hard, played well. Uh, but, he, he, you know, he has to continue to do that. I think he can be a, a big-time player, no question about that.
3: Jeremiah, earlier this year we talked – And talk- I can only say that because I love him. So, <laughs> he's like my own kid, and I can tell, talk to my kids like that. Jeremiah, earlier this year we talked to Marlon, and he said – you know, as defensive ends, you guys—it's a friendly competition. But when when you see one guy making a play in the backfield, getting a sack or everything, it makes you excited, and you want to kind of counter that. Do you yeah. do you have that same feeling when you're on the defensive ends?
2: For sure, for sure. Like anybody on defense, it doesn't matter if it's just the line, if anybody on defense make a play, we all get excited. It just amps up the defense and makes us want to all make plays and all be better on the field.
1: So what was the, uh, the the challenge against UVA? I mean, you're going up against a quarterback who everybody's heard about. He's a record-setting guy. He's getting all these accolades and these wide receivers that he's going to throw the ball to. What was kind of like your
2: mindset to try and make them a disjointed offense? Mom, I just wanted to put pressure on the QB, make him feel uncomfortable, make him move around the pocket, and so he doesn't have feel comfortable back there, and just keep putting pressure on him the whole game and the O-line. And how
1: about their, yeah, from an O-line standpoint, how that went. And also uh, their running backs because the, the one kid was, was new in the backfield there. How about just trying to take away the run? We heard play-by-play, I've got another one coming up from you. Um, how significant it was for you to take away the run when you could?
2: That's always the biggest part of a defense because if you don't stop the run, they're just going to keep running mm-hmm. all game. So that's our, that's our big mindset in every game is to stop the run. And then that's, that's, that's what we did in the beginning. Sure did.
3: Jeremiah, I think a lot of people see obviously see the game and they see, you know, the end product. But talk about how much work you do, not only in practice during the week, but watching film, preparing with your guys. Just talk about how much work is built up to that game.
2: It's tons of work, hours, hours and hours. It's just, because you see, like last year, Kobe, Kobe's bringing me in. We were sitting in the film room for two hours. So that carry on at three left. Now I'm in a room to, uh, carrying like the little guys for like two hours. And watching film, taking notes on each uh, lineman and what their tendency is. So yeah.
1: Hey, I asked this question to Ray Eldridge uh, yesterday, uh, and I said to him, I "said You know that guy that lines up behind you? He had 19 tackles in that game. Did you Did you notice that?" And Matt even asked Coach Usman earlier in the show. You know, do you realize that? Um, how about from your perspective when you got a guy like Tristan out there? making 19 tackles. Do you guys kind of realize that and say, all right, let's make sure we clear our block and, and let him get to the ball carrier?
2: We don't realize it, but, like, we expect we – I'll <laughs> say we expect that from him because he's just a great player. He's a, he works hard. He, everything he does is just full 100%. But it's just him doing that just makes everyone on the defense want to play better for, for him. Mm-hmm
3: talked about this earlier, how it was a hot day. And obviously, the you know, the defensive tackles are rotating in and out, you know, seeming like every couple plays. Is that something that you get used to of just that rotation of going in, doing a couple plays, then getting in the breather and kind of going in and out?
2: Uh, yeah, it's just before, in the, before the game, coach tells us the rotation. So we already know what we're uh, getting into before going in.
1: All right, let's, uh, let's take a break. Uh, some of the food's starting to show up, and I want to keep you for one more segment. All right, before your lunch gets here, we'll talk a little bit more with Jeremiah, and we'll look ahead to the home opener on Saturday evening at 5.30, and the opponent, St. Francis, which had a real good game as well against an FBS team last week. So we'll get some thoughts from Jeremiah on all that. Again, you can chime in as well online behind the web at richmond.edu or text your questions to 804-327-0888. Back with another segment with Spider Defensive end jeremiah grant on behind the web live from glory days grill on 106.1 espn and the spider sports network oh behind the web live
0: from glory days in the Glen eagle shopping center once again here's bob black on the spider sports network and 106.1 espn First and
1: goal at the Richmond three-yard line. Jones, the lone running back, takes the handoff, gets hit in the backfield and dropped. Jeremiah Grant came slicing through and made the tackle for loss. Those are the type of plays you got to have, you want to make. Jeremiah Grant, knowing he needs to make a play, we just can't stalemate down here. You got to win, get off the block, and make make a play, and he
2: did it right there.
1: All right, welcome back to Glory Days Grill, second half of our Behind the Web for our season premiere. Again, we're here each and every Thursday from noon to one. We'll have a different uh, player guest for you every week as well. Of course, Coach Usman will be here and love seeing everybody who's back. Great seeing all these Spider faces and fans back in the audience with us. Athletic Director John Hart, feeling much better, is back with us. He's in the house today as well. Appreciate him being here, and again, hope you'll be here. Thursdays, noon to one, throughout the whole college football season. Uh, did you make it a point there, Russ, for Jeremiah to bring that strawberry lemonade back up to the table,
2: or, or what? A little show and tell here. What are you eating for lunch? Uh, some wings, uh, buffalo wings, and uh, barbecue wings, boneless wings, and the cheese sticks too. I didn't, I didn't want to mention that. I didn't think you saw that. <laughs>
1: he was hiding around the corner. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> You're a smart kid. That's not your That's, Your mama did teach you right there. <laughs> hey, um, go back to last year a little bit. I mean, you played a supporting role yeah. last year because we talked about, obviously, with Caleb and, and Darius. How much did that kind of help you? And did your mindset kind of change this year, knowing that you were going to be the primary guy at
2: one of those two defensive end spots? Nah, definitely. Last year, you can because you can see like the, Darius and Caleb are veterans, so like I took a lot from their teachings and what what they showed what they showed on the field and what they taught me personally. So it definitely changed my mindset because I see what they had to do for being a starter the preparation that comes with. So yeah, my mindset definitely changed on that part.
1: Um, now, last year was a different kind of year because there was a spring and there was a fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you handle that? Did, did, it, did your body bark back at you at all, or, or how did you kind of handle the two seasons?
2: I, uh, my body, I would say I was in shape. Like my, I, my body wasn't really hurting from the spring to the fall. It was just, just something we just had to do. It was something new that no one's ever done, so it definitely was an interesting thing. Don't want to ever do it again. <laughs> That's for
3: sure. <laughs> Matt. You know, coaches – joked about it a little bit but how much physically stronger and and in better shape are you do you think you were from when you were in high school to now basically your third season of college football
2: a lot better that's that's thanks to our uh, our athletic trainer brinks like he works with me a lot uh, individually and uh team when we're on team he just he wants the best out of everybody and that's that's what he that's why i try to give him
3: is that something, you know, with, with Coach Brinks is do you enjoy being in the weight room? Did you enjoy that when you were in high school, or is this something you had to learn when you got to college football?
2: That's definitely something you got to learn because it's definitely, like, harder and definitely do a lot more in the weight room than you do in high school. So it's just – but Brinks, you can see Brinks, Coach Brinks loves it, and then he makes us love it. And that, yeah. And, Russ, it seemed like the guys really
1: bought into all of that off season conditioning this year. I don't know how many times I talked to you during the summer, and you were just like, we have so many guys who are here.
0: Yeah, we had a we had a bunch here this uh, this summer and uh you know that's that's part of uh, was it me or was it him over I there? It, was it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know you're Blair, he pointed at me blaming it on me. <laughs> um yeah, I mean we had a bunch here in the summer and, and Coach Brinks really worked them hard. They worked hard. Um I, I say this all the time. We we got Tremendous uh, student athletes on our team, and uh, I I never once come in and and, you know. Sometimes you can come in and you say, "Man, I don't want to look at that one. I don't want to look at that guy." And and never once. I mean, these guys are as good as they get. They work hard. The academic component's important to them. It's fun to come in every day and
3: work. Mm Jeremiah, we talked to Tristan in the off season, and he said, you know, ending the year, winning those games down the stretch, kind of really, you know, focused the, the whole team and wanted to dedicate, you know, the off season, the summer into being in the best shape because that you had all that momentum. Is that something that you felt as well?
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, winning those, I think we won like five straight at the end. It just It just prepared us for the next season. Um, that, that I thought
1: was pretty important, um, mm-hmm. to a young player like you, uh, we were two and five at one point and, uh, guys could have checked out, you know, they really could have, but they didn't one, one, those last things. was the last four, four games. I mean, as you were going through that last year, what kind of do you remember about that that even is helping you now that, that this is not a team that's given up no matter what the record is?
2: I just remember our veteran players bringing us all in and talking about our season's not over. We can still be over uh, 500. And Coach Coach Usman also said like our season's not over. We can still fight towards the end and that's what we did. Yeah, pretty pretty, pretty impressive,
3: man. Talk about you know, Coach Wood, obviously, as the defensive coordinator. Uh, he could be intense at times uh, yeah. on the field, uh, but he definitely loves all his defensive players. Just talk about what playing for Coach Wood is like.
2: I, I love playing for Coach Wood because he's he's very, very passionate about his job, and he, he does the best for all of us. He's, he's we're usually in the office all day from 6 a.m. probably to midnight, <laughs> and that just makes us all want to play, like be the best defense we can be for him. All right, so this week he's in the office preparing for St. Francis. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Saturday at 5.30 at Robin Stadium. What's jumping out at you about them? I know I watched some of their game last week, did a really good job again, against Akron, but they used the two quarterbacks yeah. and literally rotated them every series. What's kind of jumped out that's, to you? That's
2: basically jumping out at me, the QBs, because we really have to do a big part of containing the QBs and make sure that they don't scramble out the pocket and get extra yards. From
1: the from the tape you've seen, are they significantly different, somewhat similar? What what have you kind of noticed?
2: I've noticed they're they they fight to the very end, mm-hmm. and it's just we're not gonna give we're not gonna stop fighting if we're up in the game. We're just gonna keep fighting all the way to the end because they're they're gonna fight into the for all four quarters.
3: How exciting is it to play at home? Now you, you played at UVA, you played at Virginia. Now you're coming and playing in front of your your home fans, your friends, your family, and that home atmosphere. You don't have to travel. Just how exciting are, is it to play at Robin Stadium?
2: It's definitely a little more exciting than last week because now we got everybody like on the campus probably is going to come and it's just we want it looks good at home. We're going to look good uh, at Richmond University. Hey Russ, let me go back
1: to the two quarterback thing. For, for St. Francis. and we talk more about this, we have one more segment still to go. Uh, but that that is highly unusual, isn't it? I mean, that you, you see the two quarterbacks, and as you said yesterday, it didn't depend on what they did in each series. If they'd thrown for a touchdown pass or they were a three and out, they were sticking with their game plan.
0: Yeah, they switched them uh, every other series and, <laughs> and, and really didn't change the offense up for either one of them. I, I do think one runs a little bit better than the other one. Um, and and you can see they ran a little bit of little bit of option with the other guy, but not a not a ton. I mean, it wasn't like we got to say when this guy's in, here's what we're going to call or do, and when this guy's in. So it's it was very comparable. Uh, they're both really good players, uh, and, and they didn't make many mistakes now they're impressive.
3: Jeremiah, now you're into the second week. Do you kind of feel now that you're into, you know, that normal routine? You have off on Monday, you practice on Tuesday, Wednesday, a walkthrough on Thursday. Do you feel now you're more into that, you know, game week mindset?
2: Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm in like season mode now. I definitely feel more comfortable with my body and how I'm feeling, so yeah. Uh, finish
1: up with you. You had those two tackles for loss uh, last week. I know those were, were certainly a great feeling. What's it going to be like when you get that first quarterback sack now? I know you guys got to love that.
2: Uh, uh, all I know is I'm going to be very happy when I do. Very, <laughs> very happy.
1: You got something planned.
2: You yeah, once sack last year, yeah, you sack have last year you against Stony Brook. Stony Brook. Stony Brook. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah, the Stony Brook one. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Let's get a couple. Yeah, there you go. You had a game with multiple (laughs) TFLs. Now you get a game with multiple quarterback sacks. All right, Jeremiah, we'll let you go eat that uh, delicious lunch here at at Glory Days. (laughs) Thank you. All right, and we'll see you again. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Jeremiah Grant. Our guest on uh, Behind the Web, our first guest of the season. Uh, we'll come back with our final segment. We will look more ahead to the St. Francis game at home uh, fr- uh, Saturday evening at 5.30 at Robin Stadium. We'll do that. Take some questions if you got them for Coach Usman next on Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill on 106.1 ESPN.